Welcome, flower friends, to the Local Flowers Podcast, where you'll fall in love with local seasonal blooms even more by hearing the stories from flower farmers new and experienced. I'm your host, Rochelle, from Freckled Bloom Flower Farm. Welcome. Hi, flower friends. I'm so excited to share my first uh, guest with you on the Local Flower Podcast. Valerie, who has a beautiful flower farm in Olympia, Washington, is a dear friend of mine from my past, and we were able to reconnect through our journeys with local flowers, and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. And again, I just applaud Valerie for uh, really doing her part in growing sustainably grown local flowers and reaching out to her community and sharing the love of flowers. So with that said, here is our episode with Valerie from Cedar Flats Flower Farm. Well, welcome Valerie to the Local Flowers Podcast. I'm so excited um, to have you on as kind of my first local flower farmer. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So a little bit of background. Valerie is a stellar volleyball player (laughs) among all other sports And we actually grew up together and played volleyball together. So when we found our paths had came together again as flower farming, I was super excited. So welcome, Valerie. And I just love to hear kind of how your your story to flowers came to be. Okay. Um, I was a volleyball player. I have not. (laughs) I don't think I've played volleyball since high school. But that that was some fun days. Um, Wait till your kids get older and you'll be coaching I know I've thought about that I know I have two boys so yeah maybe beach volleyball (laughs) um so back in uh 2019 we we're in Olympia Washington and we found our forever home which was super exciting we have five acres but um it's about one acre that's fenced in and a nice flat yard for the dog and the boys and we just really loved it. Um, and I always knew if we found property that I would start growing more flowers, but I didn't think that it would be, um, that I would sell flowers really. I just knew that it would be more space and I always liked growing flowers. So that fall I planted a bunch of bulbs. And at that time I was like, I'm crazy. I'm planting 300 tulip bulbs. And still, I was just thinking I'd give them away and it would be fun just to see how it goes. Um, And then 2020 hit. And at that time, my boys were two and four. And so I was home with them. And my job, I'm a speech language pathologist for mostly preschool and elementary age. That was also put on hold because preschoolers don't want to do teletherapy (laughs) and they don't want to sit still for that. Um, So I was home with my boys and we just decided to start digging up the yard and putting in some flower beds. And the more we did, the more fun it was. And even though it was a lot of work, it was just pretty cool to see these things growing and see what we could do. And I started just listing little, very simple, I wouldn't even call them a bouquet, like bunches of tulips or bunches of whatever on Facebook marketplace for super cheap. But I had so many that I thought I'm just going to put them out there and people liked it. So then I thought, well, should we give this place a name? What are we going to call it? Um, Our last name's Garrett's. And I was like, is it Garrett's 
flowers or we live on Cedar Flats Road. So I thought maybe Cedar Flats flowers and we settled on Cedar Flats Flower Farm. And 2020 was just learning, just learning. Um, I really didn't know what I was doing. And through social media, I was able to connect with other girls. And it seemed like the pandemic brought this on a lot of us that there were a few other girls here in Olympia that did the same thing. They just started gardening more because they're home more. Um, so I made some really great connections with other girls who also had no idea what they were doing. I felt like we were all in the same boat of, hey, what do I price this at? Or how do we know when to plant this? And what have you had success with? Um, that community of little growers has really grown. And we have a group chat on our um, Instagram that we just bounce ideas off each other. Or when a bride reaches out and says they want this color and I don't have it, I say, does anybody want this? You know, you take this bride. So that's been really great to have that community. Um, so in 2021, I decided we better be like an official business. And so we did the LLC thing and um, I started going to a few markets like farmer's markets. And I try and I did some bouquet bars at some breweries. And each time that I did one of those little events or um, a market, I met other vendors, not just flower vendors, but small businesses in the community. And I would have never known about them if I hadn't been there, if that makes sense. Like, even when you go to a farmer's market, it's kind of a blur, right? But if you're a vendor, you're sitting there for a while next to the same people and, and learning about their product. I just thought, man, markets, aren't my favorite thing to do, but it was one of my favorite parts of that year was meeting the people that also do markets. And also having a bouquet bar at the brewery was just the best thing ever because they gave me beer and <laughs> and I got to uh, share my flowers. Um, but after 21, I was so burnt out. I, I felt like um, once I decided it was an LLC, then in my mind, I thought I have to do it all. I have to take on brides. I have to do farmers markets. I have to have people come over at my house. I have to do CSAs. I have to do, I have to do it all. I have to do dried flowers. I just, it was nonstop. And um, at the end of that year, I was talking with my husband and I was saying, sometimes I don't even know if I wanna do this anymore. And so I sat down and I got out a notebook and I wrote like, what do I even want? And one of the things was, I don't want to do bridal bouquets. I like it, but I stress, right? I take way too much time. Um, and so maybe once I get better at bouquets and I do that, then it will go faster. But man, I would stress over them. And the brides were wonderful, but I was still feeling very stressed about it. Um, so I took that off my list. I also decided that I want to, you know, I have a job. I have an income, my husband has an income. So I decided I want to donate some of the, the profits from the flowers. So I chose uh, an organization um, and it was a local organization. It's the Black Future Foundation. I can't think of the name, Washington Black Future Co-op something. Um, but anyway, they fund 
um, black owned businesses in Washington state. So I just had an automatic, I'm given 5% of my profits to them. And then as I started kind of whittling down, like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to haul buckets to a market and then haul any product home. I don't want to do that. I want to do a you pick. So I'm going to focus my energy on that. 2022 was by far the best year because I didn't, I said no, because I said no. I turned things down. Um, I didn't try to do all of the things. And I really just focused on how can I make my flowers kind of work for me and be more fun because it should be fun, right? The you pick was the best thing for community for socializing with people in my community. I met so many people um, and they got to come see the flowers and I got to talk to them about, you know, how they grow and when to cut them. And it was just really fun. And I, I'm so excited for next year because now I'm like, I know what I like and I can do more of what I like and less of what stresses me out. So that's kind of where we are now going into 2023. I absolutely love that. You know, going back to the bridal bouquets, I don't think that people truly have an appreciation for being a farmer florist. So I dabbled in this as well about just, you know, planting a crop for that wedding and the stress that goes into, oh my gosh, are you going to bloom? Like literally going out to the field and asking your plants, please grow. Please I need you grow. on July 10th. You have to be ready. <laughs> and the stress that goes with that is insane. So I love not only did you acknowledge that this was an insane amount of work that you did not want to do, but then also having a community of other flower farmers to depend upon is essential. So yeah, and I think that's wonderful that you kind of looked at all the things because I think that as a new flower farmer, that's the thing is we look at like social media and we see all these larger farms and all the things that they're doing in order to generate the revenue to have the employees. But for us that are kind of smaller and just getting started and we are the sole employees, it's okay to kind of take a step back and gradually grow and really try things and see what you like and what you don't like because like you said a lot of us are managing multiple things and it's nice to kind of enjoy this right <laughs> and to find what you enjoy in it so I love that thank you yeah well, I really love hearing about your journey, Val. Um, I just applaud you. I think it's incredible that you're not only a mom, but you're a speech therapist and you're growing flowers and you're great. You're creating this community within your town and surrounding community and really educating folks on local flowers. And I think that's really kind of what's going to bring us back as a local flower industry is just creating those networks within our own communities. And I love the fact that you're being super creative, like the beer, what do you guys call it again? The beer and blooms, like what a great idea. Right? Who doesn't love those things? <laughs> exactly. 
Well, I love that you've shared so much about your community and your customers. Can you maybe tell me a little bit more about kind of as you're going into your 2023 season, what what are going to be your offerings? And tell us a little bit more about your customers, how you found them, how you continue to educate and like share so that you bring in more. Yeah. Yeah. The customers, um, it's been fun to find who enjoys your flowers. And um, I will say the first year when I did CSAs, I offered four, four CSAs total because that's how small I was. I've never done it before. And you see that, you know, these big, big wig flower farms have 120 CSAs or something. And I thought, holy cow, I'm going to give out four because I know I could probably do 10. So I'm going to offer four. And that has always been my um, kind of thinking on that. If if I think I can do eight or 10, I'm going to just do half of that to be sure I have enough flowers. Um, And at that point, I asked a small brewery, can I bring my bouquets there and have them pick up there? And I'm going to also buy a $5 gift card to the brewery for my CSA people. And that not only gave me um, a safe place for them to come pick up and just kind of a place, well, I got to get, sit there and drink beer and meet my customers, but it gave the brewery business. And so now we have this beautiful relationship of anytime they're doing an event, they ask me, do you want to come join? So that was a great start for that. Um, and the CSAs, word of mouth is huge. There's been so many people that reach out to me and say, so-and-so got your flowers and I saw them on our desk at work, or I asked my friend about flowers and they suggested you. So the word of mouth around town has been really great. Um, And then the other small businesses. So social media is this, (laughs) so many positives and so many negatives, but Um, Instagram in particular, I find it difficult to find local customers through Instagram. I I get likes from people that live in a different state or different country, and that's not really helping my business. If you wanted to, you know, there are some farms out there that offer things to people worldwide, but I'm, that's not me. Um, So one of the things I found really helpful is to follow or like or share a comment on other small businesses in town and then they learn about you their followers learn about you so that is how i use instagram but i will say going into 23 i have a goal of doing more local advertising whether it's better signage at my road or putting up pamphlets or flyers at little local businesses because the Instagram isn't working locally for me, I will say. I do love making silly reels and I do love being silly on there, but that's not um, working locally. And that's where I need people is locally. Um, And my big um, focus will be our you pick out front, but I will say we are very small. We have Um, I think we had five rows out there and they're like 20 feet long. So sometimes people will comment (laughs) when they see like, oh, this is all it is. (laughs) But you know what? I'm growing a hundred dahlias out front and I bet you're not. And so they get, they come, you know, if, if you wanted to grow these flowers, go grow them, but you don't. So 
come cut them here. You know, it doesn't matter how big you are or how small you are. Um, overall, I would say most people commented on it's beautiful out here. I love it. What a great um, activity for the kids to come out to. It's a whole family thing, but we are small, so it's not it's not some grand rows and rows of flowers type of deal. But I think it's great because even if you know they don't come to the U pick, but they drive by or they walk by, like you have made an impression within their mind of, oh, so when they do need flowers, remember that lady. Like right. she would be great to get flowers from. And just I think too, like flowers bring a larger um just joy to people's lives. So even if they aren't purchasing from you, um, there's still that connection I think we have with our communities that just offering that beauty. Like I still give out bouquets for free. Like yeah. I have my kids walk down the street and I'm like, go give that person a bouquet. Not only does it attract a new customer, but they tell their friends, their family, their neighbors, and you're, like you said, word of mouth is huge. And so I think you made an amazing point is you don't have to be this big, huge farm. You can live in a smaller world where you're finding joy and your community is finding joy out of the experience. And that's okay. Yeah. I, I love it. I applaud you for that. Yeah, the, the, I wouldn't say I live in a neighborhood, but we, the people that live up the road, <laughs> um, there's quite a few people up the road. And I was nervous at first of what are they going to think if I say, hey, I'm opening a U-Pick down here. Are they going to be like, don't bring people out here in the country because we're, you know, it's private out here. It was so well received. People love it. And everyone on our road comes to me for flowers. Everybody, if they're looking for flowers now, they all come to me. Some of them have shirts. It's so cute. It's I feel really loved. So the the small town vibe of flowers is really fun. Oh, isn't that true? Like I've I haven't met like over half of my neighbors until I started growing flowers. And now I have these amazing connections with them and we're friends and we talk about stuff. That's the cool part about local flowers is that you meet people that you would have never met before in your community. And then you create this network of just support. Like, you know, I have several new friends that, you know, are were in the healthcare industry that I never knew before that lived down the street. And now we have this new relationship through flowers. And it's just, it's really incredible. And that's why local flowers are best. Yeah, they are. They bring every, you know, everybody likes flowers who wouldn't love to receive flowers for no reason you know so yeah it's something that brings together just everybody and I love the nostalgic like growing sweet peas how many times have you heard oh my grandma grew sweet peas you know or the scent just takes me back to my childhood I love growing sweet peas I let people come out in the field and cut those too because they're just too fun that's one thing that I have come to recognize is there is a huge generational gap kind of the um, older generation, nobody be offended here, but they have a connection to flowers that maybe the newer, younger generation doesn't have. And that's what I'm so excited about this local flower movement is that, you know, and COVID opened our eyes to all of this, especially right. the younger generation. 
of just really having an appreciation and learning more about how like their food is grown, um, how flowers are grown, right. and they got to experiment a little bit with that with COVID. I just hope we don't lose it as we're kind of, I know COVID's still around, but as the pandemic is kind of lightening up some, mm-hmm. I hope that folks don't lose sight with how much joy it brought when somebody sent some flowers to their neighbor or to their mom and the joy that came out of that. But kind of going back to my point is, you know, my older customers, I get a lot of that. Like I, I'll have a certain flower in my garden bunches and they're like, oh my gosh, this reminds me. But the younger generation don't have that connection. And that's why I think it's so important that you know I know Instagram like I have the same experience like it's not bringing me local customers like Facebook is mm-hmm. um and word of mouth but like continuing to share your story because a lot of them are on the more younger vibe platforms right, yeah but I could figure like, out TikTok maybe I could I, <laughs> I'm like I feel like you know, I'm just barely too old for that you know what? It's okay though. You don't have to. Like that's her. I feel there's so much pressure on, mm-hmm. and I too, I refuse. I'm like, <laughs> I, I show the dogs and the cats on Instagram. That's all you're getting yeah. out of me, folks. <laughs> but like to create this awareness of what we're growing and get them out here, and once they experience it, they'll have an appreciation and they'll start developing memories for themselves and then future generations to come. So local flowers are so cool. Like think of they in a world that's so torn apart. It's something that can bring us all together, mm-hmm. older to younger generations, um, all walks of life. Like that's as I've grown flowers, that's what I've experienced mm-hmm. is they do. They bring us all together, and that's what we need more than ever. Yeah. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? I agree. It's been um, – that's not what I thought going into it, and it's been so eye-opening of um, what a wonderful thing to offer flowers. You know, it's – I feel so lucky to be able to offer that and so lucky to be the person that gets to chat with someone about, well, they like this color or – um, I'm going to surprise my mom or um, can I bring my kids to the UPIC and seeing that experience? It's been really awesome. And people of all walks of life. Yeah. Yeah. It's flowers are just great. For sure. So the toughest question of all is oh. what's your favorite flower? <laughs> oh, I know. I will say I'll preface this by before I grew them, I loved lilies. Um, and I still do really like lilies, but they do, some of them have a very strong scent. So they're not at m- the most popular with a lot of people. Um, so it was always lilies because that's what I got usually from the grocery store when my husband or whoever would bring them over. I mean, before my husband, it was whoever since it's been my husband. Um, but since I've started growing them, one of my favorites to grow is sweet peas my favorite to dry is straw flower. I can't choose just one. So favorite to grow, I think, is sweet peas. Favorite to dry is straw flower. And then overall, uh, the decorative ball form dahlia, like Linda's baby, is 
it's just so symmetrical. It's almost calming to look at. It's just beautiful. I don't love all dahlias. I really don't like spike dahlias, water lilies, bruised too easily, but those decorative ball form dahlias, those would be the absolute favorite. Uh, I love that you touched on all of them. Great job. <laughs> um, I think in what you brought up with the lilies, and that's the thing is we, you know, same thing here. Before growing flowers, like lilies were my favorite. But now that I've opened my eyes to so many different varieties, I'm like, my kids will ask me that question. What's your favorite flower, mom? I'm like, don't ask. Yeah. I, I can't. I don't judge. Yeah. It's so hard. I would say Lysium, this are my favorite. Yeah. They're the most dramatic too. <laughs> they're beautiful. But you know, when you just see grocery store flowers, you don't get Lysianthus and sweet peas. Those, those aren't, you don't even get really dahlias at the grocery store. You know, you get lilies. Do you like lilies or carnations? <laughs> and who doesn't pick lilies sure. as their favorite, right? <laughs> For sure. And even within that mix, um, it's the the shelf life is still not the same. Like when I grow um, carnations or lilies here on the farm, like it's a totally different flower than what I see at the grocery yes. store. So uh, I just applaud you for continuing um, to share your journey and you are doing such a phenomenal job. So good job, Val. <laughs> you too, Rochelle. <laughs> Well, is there anything that I haven't asked or anything else that you'd like to share with our flower farmers and flower friends? Um, just the, I want to acknowledge that it is okay to do it small. It's okay to do it slowly, not to go big all the time. You don't have to do all the things. You should be enjoying it. I love that. Thank you, Val. And, um, how can folks find you on social media if they're local and then also if they'd like to find you for inspiration? Yes. Watch all my silly reels, right? Uh, we are Cedar Flats Flower Farm. And so we are on Instagram at Cedar Flats Flower Farm and we're on Facebook as well. Um, otherwise, if you have any questions directly for me, Cedar Flats Flower Farm at gmail.com or cedarflatsflowerfarm.com. Well, perfect. Thank you so much, Val. I really appreciate you joining the Local Flowers podcast. I don't know about you guys, but that made me super excited. Um, just having this conversation with new growers that are living their dream, but also finding their way. So if you know of any other flower farmers that want to join this conversation, or you yourself are a flower farmer, please reach out to me. Let's get you on the podcast and let's chat all about local flowers. Thanks again, everybody. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for joining in to the conversation. And together, all boats will rise and local flowers will be blooming fabulous in all of our communities. So if you are a fellow flower farmer that want to join in on the conversation, please reach out to us to get you scheduled for a podcast episode. And if you're just listening in and enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, your family, and everybody you know. We really appreciate it. Thank you.